grew up with internal pain from sexual abuse and emotional abuse and abandonment issues. I turned to drugs, but it left me even more empty on the inside. Only through Jesus Christ, I found my freedom from my emotional pain and my addictions. Real life starts now. This is Real Life Radio Show with On Leg. I felt alone. I felt lost. I felt scared. Real stories. I was so desperate in living such a dark and callous life. Real people. I was thinking there was no purpose for my life. There's no reason for me to be here. Real problems. I told my dad, if you try to take these drugs, I'm going to kill you. One solution, God. Hope is a person, and his name is Jesus. And now your host, On Leg. Hi, this is Evangelist Don Lay. Welcome to the Real Life Radio Show, where we're going to talk to real people who had real problems, but found answers in a real God. Now, we've been talking about how people can cope with past issues by using drugs to mask their inner pain. And we're going to discover if there's any spiritual answers to those types of addictions. Today, we have Starla Ayala, who was on our last show, And she told us how she started with marijuana use by being encouraged by her father to use it and then moved on to methamphetamines. Her drug use became an addiction, leading her to getting into some behavior like stealing. And then she ended up getting some jail time because of that. Now, later on in life, she met a young man. She found herself in a toxic relationship that was riddled with physical and emotional abuse. She told us how she cried out to God for help, but things got worse before they got better. Starla, welcome back to the show. Hello. Now, Starla, real quick here. I understand in this relationship, things got so bad and you cried out to God. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So the relationship was going horrible. We had so many domestic issues where when the cops were getting called, if the cops got called one more time, I would have got my kids taken away. And I remember his mother-in-law had told me that Now, Starla, you know, you can't blame God for the things that you keep on going back to. Mm -hmm. And she basically told me, God only starts helping you when you start helping yourself. Mm. So there was one afternoon that I went into the bathroom after a incident that had happened. And I literally got on my knees and I cried out to the Lord and told him that I I need your strength more than anything right now. Wow. So I understand that even after you cried out to God, you still resorted to alcohol. Tell us about how bad it got. Yeah. I mean, there's just some things that you have to go through in order for, you know, you start seeing things working in your life, which I didn't know what else to do to numb the pain and to get through the next day. And like everybody else sees, there's a liquor store on every corner. Mm -hmm. And, you know, every chance that I got, I just end up buying a bottle. So I wouldn't have to go through the things that I was going through. Mm -hmm. Because at that time, that's when I was starting the process of moving back to my dad's house after living with my kid's father. Wow. You know, I think that some people don't understand that, but it's almost like the bottle or the liquor store, like it's almost like it called out to you. Like you drive by and you just needed to go in there. Like you had to go in there. Yeah, it's definitely a spirit, you know, whenever that happens, especially when, you know, you've been just drinking and going every single day and it's available. So, you know, at my perspective, I was like, okay, why not? Right. So I understand that after you went to jail, you got out and you got right back into using methamphetamines again later on in life. Now, why do you think that happened for you like that? Because, you know, the law thinks that you would have already learned your lesson. But what was the pull coming back to the drugs in your life? 
Well, yeah, you would think that one would learn their lesson after going to jail. But, you know, for my case, the reason why I just kept on going back into methamphetamines, it was just because I felt like it was a way for me to survive and get through the next day and keep on going. Whenever I did use, it gave me this overall feeling, um, artificial feeling of peacefulness. Mm. So it just made me feel like I was able to do the things without having anybody telling me what to do and how to do it and when to do it. Right, right. Now, I understand that eventually you hit rock bottom with the methamphetamines. Tell us a little bit about that. So everything started happening, you know, my best friend died and that was like one year. And then my dad ended up going to prison and then my wow. grandma, she was passing and she was like my mom, you know, I went to her about everything. I mean, grandmas are oh. the ones that <laughs> keep the family together on some cases. Right. And on my case, the three people that I felt like I could talk to the most were gone. And I picked up that habit again because, like I said, it was like a survival mode Mm -hmm. to give me energy to do the next day. Mm -hmm. And it got to a point where I lost all my weight. And I knew that if I carried on, especially being older than what I was when I was, you know, my teenager years, I knew that things were pretty much end up in a way of where I probably wouldn't wake up. Wow. Okay. So how did you experience God during that time? So... At that time, I met my husband. I've been married. And he's actually praising worship. He was on the worship team. Mm. And he was going back to church. Mm. And I followed him because I actually stepped away from my church. I stepped away from everybody. I was just in this isolation that I didn't want to be around nobody. And when he started going back, because I'm very much in love with my husband, I wanted to hear him sing. Mm-hmm. And little by little, because he was going back to church, I started going back to church. And wow. our church was holding this deliverance conference. And at that time, I didn't know what a deliverance conference was. Mm-hmm. And we actually had a very known deliverance minister come to our church, and we did a church deliverance. Wow. Now, I understand that that deliverance, which you know means that someone prays for you and the power of the Holy Spirit helps to deliver you from bondages or even spiritual things, like something happened to you during this deliverance, like you felt something inside tried to like mess with you, like something kind of demonic. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, yeah. So whenever the deliverance minister was going and he was praying over us, he actually touched my head when I fell down. And whenever I fell down, I felt this tight squeeze around my spine and I couldn't breathe. And it felt like it was something that lasted forever. Like literally it felt like I was suffocating and something had my air. But I opened up my eyes. I seen my husband look down at me and slowly I started to feel that grip loosen up. But when I stood up, it was definitely a brand new world, if that makes sense. Something was completely different inside of me. So how did you get set free from the addictions of the drugs? So my church family actually seen who I was at the time, because at one point I was like 183. Mm. And when they seen me, I was literally at 118. Oh, wow. And then like the women of the church just came back and they just all loved on me and you know they just kept on checking up on me and asking me if I was okay and we actually was holding a deliverance team at our church and Mm. I went to my pastor's wife and she's always been somebody that I talked to whenever I was going through kind of like accountability partner Mm -hmm. (laughs) and she told me that hey listen you know we have a deliverance team if you want to get deliverance more 
So I went to the deliverance minister at the time, and she basically was very straight up with me and said, sounds like you want a deliverance. And I told her, yeah. And she was like, okay, so I'm going to tell you something. If you want a deliverance, are you ready to give up the addiction and smoking and the drug use? Because if you're not ready to give up that addiction and you go back after getting delivered, it's going to be worse than what it was before if you don't fill up your house with things of God and not of the world. Interesting. So you went through that deliverance and I understand that you got completely set free. And how long has it been since you've touched drugs? Well, I'm going to say about two years. Amen. Starla, thank you so much for sharing all these wonderful truths with us today. Your life truly is an inspiration to so many. And I know that you're ministering to others today who are addicted to drugs. And I understand the Lord has given you wisdom in that area to help those in need from drug addiction. So Starla, you are amazing. Thanks again for being real with us on The Real Life Radio Show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Wait right there. I want to speak into your life right after the break. Hey guys, it's me again. Let me be real and upfront with you. People are calling in and getting saved and set free by the power of the gospel that is preached on this show through powerful testimonies. I remember one night I was working the phones and a man in about his 30s called in. He was a business owner who was addicted to cocaine and he was living in California. He said he was driving and he heard our show about a former drug addict and he felt convicted that he wasn't living his life right and he gave his life to Jesus that very night. To me, this is a powerful reminder that God is moving through this real and raw show to touch the lives of others. Will you help us reach other cities all across America? You may be able to donate maybe $5 a month, maybe $10, some of you $25, maybe more. Anything helps. Help us to spread the gospel to America as we are believing for a great harvest of souls for the kingdom of God in this time and in this era. But we can't do it without you. Don't just sit there. Go to awakeningthenations.com and join the movement to get these testimonies to help others. More real life starts now. Welcome back to the show. We're going to go deeper into what you just heard. So what do you think about this? Honestly, I can understand that Starla felt she had the right to be angry and jaded. I mean because she tried to do the right thing while being sexually abused. And then she got accused and blamed to be a liar in the end. But we all can feel the right to be angry. Isn't that right? When we're angry, we can feel that way. And then when we feel angry, we can feel justified to do something that we would not normally do. Drugs, sex, other things in the world, they offer to fix the situation or the feelings of the consequence from that to numb us from the inside out so we don't need to feel bad anymore from the past hurts and betrayals. Now, some using drugs might justify it by saying, oh, well, drugs are natural. They're good for me. God made drugs. He made those plants. I need them. But is this truly the right way? It is written in ancient writings in 1 John 2.16, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. According to ancient writings, drugs, honestly, they have a pull. It has a pull on you. So anything that has that pull, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, they are of the world, according to scripture. It's not of God. See, God may have made those things, but he didn't make us to be dependent upon anything other than him to ail our deep hurts and wounds from our past. Jesus has the power to deal with the true source of the problem, not just the symptoms. Some try to quit drugs. They manage maybe to do it on their own. But the deep pain from the past, hurts and betrayals are still there. 
Are we supposed to just forget our problems away? It is written in 2 Kings 25. Thus says the Lord, the God of David, your father, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Surely I will heal you. This verse was written about Hezekiah, but you can see the heart of the Lord. And I believe he is speaking this to someone right now. He has seen your tears, my friend. He knows your suffering and he will heal you. He will change your life forever, but you have to let him in like Starla did. You see, time on its own won't heal you. Many say, well, time will heal, friend, but that isn't necessarily true. Time for a physical wound can cause gangrene. If you just let it go un, you know, cared for, you may need to get something amputated. Wounds are dangerous, and especially soul wounds. And there's someone listening right now who has very deep soul wounds from people who have hurt you in the past. If that's you, I want to give you an opportunity to do what Starla did, to cry out to the Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, I'm calling out to you with my friend. And for the person who's saying, gosh, Lord, I'm full of bitterness. I'm full of that jadedness. I don't know what to do with it. Jesus, we first of all receive you. We receive that healing and we receive the blood of Jesus. We receive the forgiveness for our sins so that we then have the power to forgive others of their sins. Jesus, we receive this now in Jesus' mighty name. I hope you're blessed by this testimony and I know that your life was touched. If you have a testimony to share or know someone who does and would like to share it on our show, go to AwakeningTheNations.com and click Guest Audition on the top menu. See you next time.